Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. So you heard the number to call in, so give me a call. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, here to host Calvary Live for the next hour. This is the program where you, the listener, get to call in, and you heard that call-in number, 303-690-3000, and ask questions about the Bible or Christian living and to be able to ask for prayer. So we invite you to do that, and I pray that you're doing well on this Monday. Those of you listening live on Grace FM along the Front Range in Colorado and Southern Wyoming, and those of you listening also online, perhaps to the mobile app, Grace FM, or the website, and those of you listening on Radio by Grace, many stations across the nation welcome your listening live on this Monday before Christmas. I can't believe that Christmas is here. It's just a few days away. On Friday, of course, is Christmas Eve. Many of you planning to go to Christmas Eve services. I know that we're looking forward to it. It's a very special time of the year for us as Christians. And so I pray that you're blessed. And um, we have so much to be thankful for as Christians. The giving of the Son to us. Uh, uh, you know, a son is born. And we are so grateful that uh, the great salvation stories given in the Christmas story, that God would care enough about us and love us so much that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, love to just bless you and talk with you and encourage you if you've got any questions. If uh, you have uh, prayer needs, please give me a call at 303-690-3000. That's the call-in number. You get to call in live. And love for you to be able to do that. And the text line is 720-336-0897. And that is for texting only. You can text a prayer request or a question. So love for you to use that resource as well that is available for you. 720-336-0897. And so use that text line. We'll fill in as the time goes on. But I'd love to talk to you. So give me a call. And uh, and let's just encourage one another. Let's go to the Word of God to find truth and blessing and benefit. And, and let's just um, see what the Lord's going to do in this next hour. So we've got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Kim in Texas. Kim? 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 When it she just called, and so Kim, sorry, from Texas, she wanted prayer. We can go ahead and pray. Uh, she has a stressful job, lots of opinions coming down, and how her job should be done. Just wants peace and help, and uh, and just uh, perhaps a more comfortable workplace. So, Father, we pray for Kim. She called in. She wasn't able to stay on for whatever reason, but you know who she is and where she's at and situation she's facing there in Texas. And I just pray that you would be with her in this stressful job. 
And jobs can be stressful. And Lord, I just pray that um, you would just help her to think clearly, that there would come clarity and understanding in her job situation and her duties. And Lord, that you would just uh, make it to where she can do her job in peace. And I just pray that you would just bless her in every way. Just help her, especially this Christmas season as she heads into the new year, and we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that means we got all open lines, so 303-690-3000. Again, my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, usually with you on this Monday. And those of you listening live today, it is the Monday before Christmas. And uh, as I said, many of you are planning on going to Christmas Eve services and then Christmas on Saturday. And we're looking forward to celebrating the birth of Jesus. I'm sure that uh, all of us are. Uh, I do want to welcome also those who are listening on other radio, Christian radio networks, uh, such as Truth and Hope FM and others. You are still a week delayed, but you get to call in, and uh, we have a conversation that is live, and then you get to listen to it next week. And so uh, we invite you. Always glad to be a part of your lives, those of you on the East Coast and Hope FM and Philadelphia and Baltimore and New Jersey and Truth FM as well, and perhaps some other uh, low-power stations that have picked up Calvary Live, uh, please give me a call. But love to talk to you. We've got all open lines right now. The text line is 720-336-0897. I do want to encourage you as we find ourselves right before Christmas. I'm sure that some of you that are listening, that you're trying to finish up work projects. Uh, I think that a lot of the kids are out of school and uh, the semesters are over with the universities for the most part. Uh, there's um, just a time perhaps of rest, or uh, maybe it's a time of stress right now as you're trying to finish things. Maybe there's bacon that needs to be done. There is presents to be wrapped, shopping that needs to be done. There is traveling that needs to be prepared for. Uh, but what we do pray is that uh, it would be a time where you really sense the peace of the Lord, the joy of the Lord, all those things that are being spoken of this time of the year. I was listening to Greg Laurie uh, on the radio this week, and he was talking about a research that was done uh, and um, three things that people were really uh, wanting in life, and it was love, joy, and peace. Those were the top three things, and it really caught my attention because I think that uh, Greg Laurie really really brought out an important truth, and that is people are looking for that. They're looking for truth. They're looking for love. They're looking for peace. And we know that as Christians, it is found in the Lord. So uh, I just pray that uh, truly that as we have the opportunity to, uh, to look at the Christmas story once again, to remember the birth of Christ, that it wouldn't get drowned out by all the cares of life that we have to do and all the busyness that we're involved in. That includes me. I got six services that I have to do this weekend, but I'm looking so forward to just marveling at what happened 2,000 years ago when Jesus was born in that little town of Bethlehem. The house of bread is what Bethlehem means. The bread of life came, and that truly that it is a message uh, that we have of uh, good news, of uh, uh, great tidings, a great joy which will be to all people. For born unto you in this day, in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Hey, give me a call, 303-690-3000. Love to pray with you, answer your questions. Let's go to Danny in Amarillo. 
Danny? Yes. You're on Calvary Live. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. My wife was doing a Genesis Bible study the other day, and in Genesis uh, 6, verse 1 and 2, about the sons of God coming down and marrying women on earth. Yeah. just shocked us, and I looked and looked, (laughs) and I haven't found anything other than just that little bit of Scripture. What happened? Where? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and that's something that um, gets asked a lot. There's a debate on it. Who are the Nephilims? And for the sake of the listeners, I'm just going to read it to you. And there's some different thoughts on that because uh, it's it's not really clear, Genesis chapter 6, before the flood, that now it came to pass when men began to multiply in the face of the earth and, and daughters were born to them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men and they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his day shall be 120 years. And then verse 4 is the kicker, right? That there were giants on the earth. And in verse 4 there, as we read that, it's speaking of uh, there's Nephilims uh, that were on the earth. And also afterwards, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, those who were mighty men, who were old men of renown. So the question is, who are they? Who are they? And there's different speculations. Some believe that perhaps was there demonic demons that were uh, having relations with with women, and uh, the Nephilims were the offsprings of the Son of God and the daughters of men. And so that passage can be disputed. Uh, can that happen? We, I, I don't know. It, it's interesting. Uh, if the Nephilims were gigantic warrior people before the flood, was that what was going on? Was Satan trying to pollute the, the bloodline so the Messiah couldn't come? Those are thoughts that uh, always come um, along and being thought of. Um, others think that it's just uh, a line of um, that's other than the line of Seth. Um, and so, you know, the line of Seth was those who began to call on, on the name of the Lord. Uh, so I don't know. I don't have a definitive answer. There's a lot of theories on that. One of the things that you might look to is the book of Jude. Uh, the book of Jude is an interesting book, and the reason why some believe that perhaps this has to do with demonic, uh, you know, in the individuals is because Jude says in verse 6 of his little epistle, and the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode, uh, abode, he has reserved an everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day as Sodom and Gomorrah and his cities around them. And he talks about the immorality. So it seems to be that these these demons were associated with immorality. So that's my guess. The sons of God oftentimes... Uh, are it's a familiar uh, usage of words that means angels or fallen angels in the Old Testament. So that's that's kind of where we're at with that. Okay, well, I was just curious about that. I was just, she asked me, and I read it, and I'm like, how many times have I read the Bible and never noticed that before? So <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it gets, it gets asked a lot, and so s- some say, you know, 
was Goliath the Nephilim, you know, things like that. Uh, right. But we don't know. We don't know exactly what it was. It was a demonic activity that was going on that we just don't know about, or uh, is it just speaking of an ungodly line? Um, so, right. you know, you can look at it, you can do research. There's a lot of papers written on it, uh, but uh, we just don't know for sure. And it's one of those right. questions that I always look at and say, okay, when I go to heaven, this is something that perhaps <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to, what was this about, Lord? What was going yeah. on? So, right. yeah. Well, anyway, my, my yeah. My first keep... initial thought was the fallen angels. Yeah. That was my first and... initial thought that they're like, okay, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to go with the devil. They're going to procreate with the uh, women on earth just to piss God off. And so, yeah. All righty. That's what I thought. Okay. So. Yeah. Thank you very hey, much. Hey, Danny. Hey, Danny, you have a Merry Christmas, okay? Hey, you too. You too. All right. All right. Bye-bye. You know, there are some things in the Bibles that we can we can have some thoughts, theories. This is one of them definitely that comes up, and you just don't know. And I have my own thoughts of opinions. I try not to speculate, try not to go outside the boundaries of Scripture, but um, this is kind of an interesting verse uh, as we see written in Genesis chapter 6. Hey, we got all open lines. Love for you to call. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Perhaps there was some attempt to keep from Messiah coming. I don't know if you know this. Most of you do know this, that the first promise of Messiah came actually back, clear back in Genesis chapter 3, after Adam and Eve had sinned and the consequences were being given to them. And so the Lord said to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and of course the serpent being uh, Satan, and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head, and you shall uh, bruise his heel. So the very first promise of Messiah that would come clear back in Genesis chapter 3, and what Satan had done is trying to keep the Messiah from coming. Uh, He tried to... That's one of the reasons why he tried to destroy God's people, because we know that Messiah would come through not only the line of David, but would come through um, the uh, line of Abraham. Abraham, through your seed, all the nations shall be blessed. And it's speaking of uh, how coming Messiah would come. So we see that, for example, Pharaoh tried to drown all the male children in the Nile River. We see the attempts of uh, those trying to destroy the Jewish people uh, because he would come from the line of David. We see uh, the story of Esther. Uh, we see uh, in the Christmas story itself that there is Herod the Great that that, that tried to kill the uh, baby Jesus um, by making that decree to have all the male children two years and under killed in Bethlehem. So Satan has always tried to keep the Messiah from coming but he came because God keeps his promises. And I just want to encourage you because here's the thing. There's promises that are given to you and to me, and Satan will try to keep those promises from coming to pass. But God is faithful, and God is stronger than Satan. And when his word is given to us, we can stand on it, and we can believe it, and we can say, Lord, your word is true for me. And the enemy may come along and try to thwart that uh difficulty, that promise uh, um, through difficulties, make you believe that it can't come to pass, but his word will come to pass. So I just want to encourage you in that. Hey, we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, the text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Florida and Fort, 
Fort Lauderdale, and Paul's on line one. Paul? Hey, how you doing? On... Thank you for taking Good. my call. You bet. You're on Calvary Live. Yes, sir. So I love Calvary. It's one of the, the great churches all over the country. Love what you guys are doing in spite of the, you know, the turmoil, the opposition, and everything. You guys are standing strong, and I really Thank appreciate you. that about your ministry. Um, my question um, comes from a generalized um, area uh, in terms of strengthening the body of Christ, especially for what is about, you know, for what the things that are happening now and the things that are about to happen upon the face of the earth. It seems apparent that most, that the church universal is not as strong in God as we should be. How would you, um, you know, we love the sermons and everything, to people that you say, okay, I need to prepare these people for battle. How would you um, uh, talk to them in terms of strength and courage and faith and all of yeah. that kind of thing? That's my, that's my well, question. Yeah, Paul, and you're asking a very good question. I think it's a very important question in the day in which we were living in. Uh, one of the things that I did uh, is we're going through Matthew's Gospel here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I stopped. We we finished chapter 26, uh, the first week of December, and for four weeks I'm doing a series, uh, because the Lord really put it on my heart, doing a series on moving forward in difficult days, because uh, I believe we need that encouragement. And the very first week that I did, uh, there's a number of things that we can do, but it really begins with the priority of the Word of God and the priority of the Word of God in our lives in prayer. And in Second Timothy chapter 3, Paul is writing to Timothy. It's the last words of Paul, and any time that we give our last words to somebody, those are important words, aren't they? And as we see that uh, Paul is writing to him from uh, the Mamertine dungeon in Rome, a terrible place. He's not writing about the political scene. He's not writing about, you know, uh, how bad um, they, things are in Rome. He says, Timothy, he's encouraging him because he says his departure's at hand. So he's going to pass on the, the baton of ministry to Timothy, his son in the faith. And in chapter 3, he says, Timothy, in the last days is going to be perilous times. And in that, that word perilous means very fierce times. Not that it might be perilous times, not that it could be perilous times. It is going to be perilous times. As a matter of fact, Paul borrows that word from Matthew chapter 8 that is described as the demoniacs that Jesus met there in Gadarene that speaks of being very fierce. So it takes on the meaning of fierce, very stressful times, violent times, is what we're going to see in the last days. And he goes on and he talks about how there's going to be those who have a form of godliness, but denying its power. Those who are going to be of counterfeit and uh, corrupt minds that are going to be on the scene. They're going to be those who are going to be uh, evil men and imposters that are going to grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. All who desire to be uh, to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So he's just pouring out his heart to Timothy, and he says this, and this is what's really important, Paul. He says, this is what you must do. It's a present imperative. 
you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, from whom you have learned them, and from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And he goes on, he says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. We hear a lot about how do we reach the next generation? How do we be strong? We've got to be men and women of the Word of God. We must continue in the Word of God, and not just knowing it, but applying it in our lives, because it's profitable uh, for reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness to equip us to live a life after the Lord. So uh, a real simple answer is priority of the Word of God, and also I believe prayer goes with that. And we need to be looking to the Word of God, growing in the Word of God. It grows our faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And I really believe that the great need in the church today is getting back to the teaching of the undefiled, pure Word of God, and for us to take it and to believe it and walk in it and to be men and women of prayer, and that's how we can be strong. Yeah. One of the one of the things I could just piggyback on that question, if you don't mind, is mm-hmm. uh, taking God literally or believing in right now sincerely when you read it. Like when we talk about, I had a revelation or the pastor's preaching and the lights just come on in your head and you just get excited and yeah. you, you wish everybody just got the revelation that you just got and you just get us so excited. I would imagine that even the disciples, when they heard some of the things Jesus said, they didn't take him literally, or they didn't believe him as if it was going to happen. Like uh, when well, they said, were confused, you, them, you know, yeah. you feed them, and they, they, they had this look on their face, yeah. and he said, "What are you talking mind, about? Just, just tell us to sit down," <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then Jesus yeah. went ahead and fed them. But it seems yeah. like he says things. The Bible says so much things, and then we don't take it literally, or we don't believe it yeah. um, totally, and so we get ourselves in trouble. And it's like. When you get counseled and the say it's like, oh, yeah, I, I do know that, and I should have said that, and I should have believed yeah. So anyway, I, I thank you for your time, and I, I will continue to listen all the year. Thank you so much, Pastor. God hey, bless. Paul, you have, a, you have a Merry Christmas. Keep reading the Bible. Keep growing in the Word of God, and it'll help you be strong for 2022 and all of us uh, as well yes, as we sir. do that. So, God bless hey, you. Keep thanks. you and your family and your church. Thank you, Paul. God bless you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. Be in the Word of God. Grow in the Word of God. Take in the Word of God. Plant it in your heart that it may take root there and produce fruit in your life and keep you strong. Remember Joshua in Joshua chapter 1? Joshua, you're going to go into the promised land, so this is how you're going to be prosperous and successful. You meditate on the Word of God day and night, and you'll be strong and courageous. And that's how we can be strong and courageous. So just want to encourage you in that. Hey, we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Michelle in Baltimore. Michelle? Yes, hi there. You're on Calvary Live. All right. Hi, Calvary. I found you recently, the past few months, Good. going to school, going to work, and just love, love your word. I uh, would love to share what I've jotted down a little bit better than what I did previously with you. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so you got to— Oh, do you want me to share 
Yeah, so yep. it's like I just I heard about the tornadoes going through and and offering yeah. prayers for for those who have been who are being found who have for the lives that are just being changed right now. But know that it is for the it is all going to be worked together for good as He promises. Lord promises us. We who love Him, we know that we are called according to His purpose. Hmm. Yeah, and that's in Romans chapter eight, isn't it, Michelle? And, you know, in that, that's a promise that we have of the Lord, that he promised to work all things for good for those who love him, who are called according to his purposes. And sometimes when people are going through loss, and and Michelle, as you're in Baltimore, you're probably listening on Hope FM in a week delayed, and we were praying for those, uh, the tornadoes, we continue to do so. I mean, devastating effects, an outbreak of over 50 tornadoes that took place uh, earlier in the month, a devastation that was uh, just unimaginable. Um, there was a video of one tornado that I saw in 60 Minutes, actually, last night, that was called The Beast, that went through Mayfield. And um, some of our listening area, those of you who are listening on Radio by Grace, you are affected by that. And so we're praying for you. But in that, in that promise, sometimes we don't always want to hear what do you mean he'll work all things for good? It doesn't mean that he'll take the bad and, and make it good. It means that in the bad situations and the difficulties and the loss and, and all of that, that he's going to work somehow good. He's going to work according to his purposes. So, Michelle, I appreciate it. And and let's just go ahead and continue to pray for them as you brought it up and your heart was touched uh, as we were talking about last week. And, Lord, we do pray. There are those who have no homes. No business, churches that don't have a building uh, this Christmas season, and loss of life uh, as we've seen the number continue to grow of fatalities and that outbreak of tornadoes uh, that happened about a week and a half ago, um, just a little over a week. And Lord, I do pray for those in Kentucky and Arkansas and Illinois and Tennessee that uh, lost homes and every you know loved ones, and and we pray for those who are recovering, those who are grieving over the loss of loved ones, those who have to rebuild. I just pray for you to work. They would see somehow that you are working good in the tragedy and the difficulty and the loss. And Lord, I just pray that you would um, be with them and guide them um, and that you would be one uh, that would show yourself strong on their behalf be with the first responders, be with the chaplains on the ground, uh, those who are trying to restore power and um, do all the cleanup that goes with it. And I know it's going to be weeks and months uh, that the rebuilding is going to continue, but Lord, I pray that you would be with them. And Lord, I just pray uh, also, uh, as we just see all the upheaval around us this Christmas season, other things that are taking place, that you would help us to keep our eyes on you and to know that there is a working that you want to do in our lives, um, and that is to help us trust in you more and to rest in your love. And so we just lift all this up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So thank you, Michelle. Appreciate you calling. Yes. We are talking uh, for mm-hmm. the fathers, for the their, for their fathers. We, we suffered a lot of tragedy in my family, and my dad had just angrily slammed his car door with a glass breaking, um, that was his last thing, last memory before I was in that car accident. And for, mm. so I wanted to share that for the grace of anyone, any parent who's out there, who maybe last memory or last thing they said to their child 
or a loved one, that that the Lord is restoring that in them, that in, in that relationship that you have, that there is healing. Um, yeah, he brings that healing. Yeah, he does, Michelle. Yes, when things are said, words are said that just were not conveyed the correct way that you that yep. were intended, whether you're medicated or not, whether you have an injury or not, whatever the instance mm-hmm. is. Yes, yeah. so that God is... The Lord works. He I'm works in all our situations, you know, in all the difficulties, the Lord is there. And, you know, that's the great promise of Christmas is Emmanuel, God with us. So, Michelle, thank you. And uh, I'm glad you found us. Calvary Live, keep listening. Call back any time, but you hear the music. It's break. It's the only break of the program. We're going to be right back, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you have joined Calvary Live. Welcome to the second half of the program. So glad to be with you. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. Tomorrow is the shortest day of the year. And so I'm looking out the window where I'm broadcasting here in my office in Greeley. It's already starting to get dark. Tomorrow's the first day of winter, and tomorrow is actually two seconds shorter than today. And then after tomorrow, the days start getting a little bit longer. Uh, On the 22nd will be two seconds longer, uh, and then we'll head for the next six months longer days. So that's just free information. I thought I'd pass along, but uh, more importantly, we are close to Christmas. And so I pray that you are excited about celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you, invite somebody out to your church as they uh, are you know, having Christmas Eve services. And I pray that you would uh, consider just asking people to come and to be able to celebrate Christmas with you and the birth of Jesus and uh, we are having here at Calvary Chapel Greeley three services on Friday to, at noon, 2 o'clock, and 4 o'clock. And then on New Year's Eve, we're having a prophecy update. So I just wanted to pass that along. Uh, the message for Christmas Eve is don't be afraid. There's a lot of fear right now. And I just know that we need to be encouraged of, even as when Jesus was born, there was a lot of fear in people. And the message is don't be afraid. And then on the Prophecy Update on New Year's Eve at 7 o'clock here at the church, and you can watch it, those of you who are listening, uh, on calvarychapelgreeley.org as we live stream it as well. And the message is going to be entitled, The Nations Rage. Nations play a role in the last days, and we're going to be talking about that, so you don't want to miss it. And so that's 7 o'clock Mountain Time, and uh, Prophecy Update, The Nations Rage. CalvaryChapelGreeley.org. So, exciting times. Give me a call. We got an open line. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's see where we're at. Let's go to Johnny in Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah. Hi, Johnny. Thank you. Thank you. You know... How are you? Could I say something? Yeah, go ahead. You're on. Okay. Like, I look at my life, and... 
and uh, I took inventory of myself. And uh, I obeyed my father and my mother. We were living on a white man plantation. I was the only boy, two sisters older than me, and five sisters under me. So I couldn't go to school like I want to. But I started working out six years old. Get up early in the morning about three o'clock and go milk the cows. Let my father milk, get the cows up and bring them to the barn and milk them by hand and get ready to go to school. Mm-hmm. So I started working out six years old. All right, and yeah. uh, white boys there, yeah, and we played together, and uh, we eat together, and we, you know we played together and all that. So yeah, I got Good. a fight so, when I was 12, 12 years old. We, okay, hey, hey, Johnny, Johnny, you got old. a question for what? you? Got a question for me? Huh? Do I have a question? You, yeah, do you got a yeah, question yeah, for me? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, okay, well. I, well, you took it as, as a Christmas day for me, you know, about, about Christmas, celebrate Christmas. But um, today I was born, and uh, so but the question is, I just I, I love Jesus. And I'm glad I Good. got in contact with you all to, to, to grow more in Christ. I came back home in 2014 to live in Montgomery, Alabama now. And I love mm-hmm. in the church and everything. I love God people, but I stopped going to church because I got, uh, got you know, got, got, you know, afraid of the people because they, they, they didn't love me. And uh, a lot of the experiments, so I quit so, going. Yeah. And so, Johnny, you had a question. What I got is you had a question about should we celebrate Christmas on a different time than December? Is that what you're wondering? Right, right. Yeah, and I'll answer that. And I thank you for calling. And um, I want to answer your question. And we can really celebrate the birth of Jesus anytime that we want. We normally, traditionally, the Church has done it at December 25th. Sometimes people say that we shouldn't celebrate on December 25th because Jesus probably wasn't born on December 25th, uh, and he was born more uh, in the fall, in September, October, or or some people suggest in the springtime. Uh, But I have no problem celebrating it on December 25th. Paul the Apostle, when he was writing about our liberty in Christ, he would say in chapter 14 of Romans that one person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike, let each be fully convinced in his own mind. And he who observes the day observes it to the Lord, and he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. So we can celebrate on December 25th, we can celebrate on June 25th, six months later, but I have no problem celebrating it in December and um, some people have a different conviction, and that's that's to them. To me, I I esteem you know Christmas Eve and Christmas as celebrating the Lord, and I do it as unto the Lord, and I love celebrating Christmas and the message. So, Johnny, I thank you for calling. I'm glad you found Calvary Live, and I appreciate you. Have a very merry Christmas, and we're going to move on with our callers, and we got a couple open lines: three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Tracy in Aurora. Hi, Tracy. Tracy, are you there? Tracy, are you there? She had a question. If you can call back, I'd love to to answer your question. Um, She's asking about, could some accounts of aliens actually be spiritual beings? And I'm going to give you a chance to call back. And if not, I'll answer it a little bit later on. But 
you know, the question does come up, and I just want to follow up with uh, with Johnny um, and his question because some people have the conviction of not celebrating Christmas in December 25th, or we shouldn't celebrate because of the pagan, you know, past and roots that are tied to Christmas. Um, really, uh, I I love Christmas season. I, I have no problem having a Christmas tree. That verse in Jeremiah chapter 10 that talks about cutting down a tree and, and putting uh silver and decorating it. We shouldn't have Christmas trees. It's it's all tied to uh, idol worship. And so, you know, we don't put up Christmas trees, at least we don't at our house or here at the church to, to worship idols. We're not burning incense to the trees, but we can have a message of, as we put lights, that Jesus came as the light of the world. And we can talk about, even as we have gifts under the tree, that the greatest gift came to us is uh, God gave his only begotten son. And so we celebrate Christmas in a way that the Lord is magnified. And I just love that magnificent story of Christmas and uh, Jesus being born in Bethlehem. So I don't have a problem with celebrating Christmas. I don't have a problem with celebrating Easter and Resurrection Weekend and uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the very foundation of our faith. So we have that. One person esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day of light. You be fully convinced in your own mind. And he who observes the day observes it to the Lord. And that's what we do for Christmas and Resurrection Weekend. So just wanted to kind of encourage you if sometimes people come along and try to confuse you or make you feel guilty because you're celebrating Christmas. Um, I have I just love the Christmas season and be able to uh, look at that account of a wonderful salvation story of God giving his son to this world. Got all open lines, so give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Uh, Tracy was on, and she couldn't hold on, but she did ask a question about accounts of aliens actually being spiritual beings. And, um, and you know, it could be. I, it, we just, uh, I know that uh, Satan can present himself as an angel of light. It is interesting that one of the signs of the end that we uh, have in the Olivet Discourse, according to Luke's narrative, is that, and I'll read it to you in Luke chapter 21, uh, Luke uh, gives some additional information than what, Matthew does in his discourse. But in Luke chapter 21, let me read it to you. I got it right here. Is that there will be the uh, signs in the suns and the moon and in the stars. We know that the last days, uh, particularly in the day of the Lord, that the sun uh, will be darkened. The uh, sun will not give us light. The moon will not uh, shine. It'll be darkened. It'll turn to blood. Uh, all those descriptions given in Isaiah some of the Old Testament books, such as uh, uh, Joel, some of the others, speaking of the day of the Lord. But then uh, Jesus goes on to say in in Luke chapter 21, verse 25, that, and in the stars and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, and the sea and the waves roaring, and men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things uh, which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heaven will be shaking and so he's talking about men's heart failing them. Uh, the the uh, the powers of heavens will be shaken. Speaking of 
cosmic disturbance. There are those who believe that perhaps um, that there may be signs in the sky that bring um, the hearts of men to fear. It's interesting that all of a sudden there is this interest in UFOs and things like that. Could that be a part of the end-time deception? Uh, I, I personally don't believe in aliens. I, I believe that uh, any of those things, that there is demonic activity behind them. But that's my thought, and just I didn't know exactly, if, uh, Tracy, if you had a specific uh, question on that, but that's where I tend to to, to go. I, I, I just don't think that there's aliens out there, even if there was. Uh, Philippians chapter 2, that every knee shall bow to those in heaven, under on earth, and under the earth, to Jesus Christ, to the glory of God the Father. And uh, so, um, but I don't believe that there's those things, but it is a great interest. Don't get distracted by those things. There's going to be those things that will come along in these last days. Hey, got all open lines. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And I'd love for you to be able to call in to ask a question or give a prayer request. And we're going to go to the text line. The text line is 720-336-0897. And that is a 24-7 prayer line. And I especially want to make sure that you know that in this holiday season, because uh, maybe with the, the just the difficulty with the holidays may bring to you, uh, there is an opportunity for you to text in a prayer request, and the uh, prayer team and those at Calvary Church in Aurora, where uh, Grace FM uh, originates, will be looking at that and praying for you. But we do want to go, as there is uh, someone who texts in, um, the nurse that I work with, uh, her name is Jen. Her dad is in ICU with covid um, and it looks pretty grave. So, Lord, we just pray for uh, Jen, her dad, that's in ICU with COVID. We just pray for him. Um, it, it looks grave, but, Lord, you're the one that holds every breath we take in your hand, Lord. And so we just commit him to you. We pray if it's your will that you would just bring healing, bring um, healing to his lungs to uh, give him breath, uh, be with the doctors and nurses that are in the ICU treating him. And Lord, we just pray for him, for the healing. And uh, for Jen, uh, that uh, she, I'm sure, is very concerned. And I just pray for comfort and strength for her. And Lord, I just want to pray right now, as we see, as we come to another end of a year, uh, two years we're coming to this pandemic. And it seems like um, it, it gets worse or there's no end to it. Uh, we hear the news. There can be a lot of fear that is given to us. Uh, this new uh, Omicron, the Delta. Uh, we hear about cases that are on the rise. Lord, that you would just um, help us to trust you and look to you. I pray for those who are listening right now that got loved ones that are affected uh, by COVID, that you bring healing to them and strength to them. And Lord, that... Um, as we gather, because we're going to gather at Christmas, we're going to gather at New Year's as a church that you just protect those who are coming, who are choosing to come. And I know, Lord, there are those who are being very careful that are able to watch online. I pray that you would bless them and minister to them um, as they do that. But Lord, we just pray for this pandemic to end uh, as we go into 2022 to end, bring healing to our nation 
And Lord, I pray for our nation that there be a turning to you and a calling out to you. And Lord, we know that this is all part of birth pangs that are spoken of, but Lord, we need you. And we just pray for your mercy and grace to be upon us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And I know it's difficult times. I know it's hard. Um, you know, we hear the news, and I can watch the news for a few minutes, and it's just like, wow, uh, it can be scary, and it can be hard. And that's why the message uh, for Christmas Eve that I'm going to be giving is don't be afraid. As I said that in G- in the time of the birth of Jesus, people were very much afraid. They were afraid because Rome was in power, um, and they bludgeoned everybody into submission. It was a forced peace. There was Herod the Great that was ruling over Judea, and he was a ruthless king. Uh, we know that in Matthew chapter 2, in the story of the Magi coming, it says that Herod was troubled and all Jerusalem was troubled. They knew that when Herod was troubled, that these Magi were looking for a new king. He was paranoid that he was going to do something very, very, you know, um, much. He was going to do something crazy, and he did. He made that decree to have all the male children two years and under killed in Bethlehem. And and so people were afraid. They were even afraid of the religious leaders that uh, put the burdens on the people. And uh, you see that when Jesus began to minister up in the Galilee region, that they threatened to excommunicate people if they believed in Jesus or follow after him. People were afraid. And the message that we have at Christmas, when Jesus was born, the very first message and words was, don't be afraid. Those angels said to those who were out watching over their flock by night, you know the story. And I pray that the Christmas story never loses its impact on us and touches our heart because we can say, oh, I know the story. I can just about quote Luke chapter 2, and uh, I pray that it would touch our hearts, especially during this time, that we can become afraid. And it's not just COVID, but, you know, here in Colorado, we have a drought. We we saw the tornadoes go through the Midwest. Uh, we see uncertainty, economic upheaval, uh, all kinds of things that are taking place. We wonder what is going to happen, not just this Christmas, as we head into the new year. And fear can begin to grip our hearts. And the Lord's message to us is don't be afraid, because born to you in the city of David, uh, a Savior is Christ the Lord. And that God is with us. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. And we can be established and we can trust him. And I think about Habakkuk, who I was reading and just teaching on uh, just about a week ago in our midweek service, that Habakkuk was wondering, and he was afraid, and he was wrestling. And the Lord said, Habakkuk, that I'm working the work in your day, and the Lord is still working in our day. So give me a call. we got time, 303-690-3000. We um, have all open lines. The text line is 720-336-3000. 0897. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And again, as I was saying earlier in the show, that I'm doing a series on moving forward in difficult days because people are uncertain, they're afraid, they're wondering uh, about what's going to happen. And it causes us to become, um, you know, just uh, very stressed and anxious and worried. And we can begin to falter and, and feel weak spiritually. 
And the Lord desires for us to be strong and to move forward in the days in which we are in. So uh, you might want to listen to that on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org. I'll be doing uh, on Christmas weekend on Sunday, I'll be doing being strong and courageous and how we can do that. And then on New Year's weekend on Sunday, the Sunday services, uh, run your race well. So I think that'll be a great encouragement to you uh, as um, you listen to those things. And again, the prophecy update the Nation's Rage on New Year's Eve at 7 o'clock, calvarychapelgreeley.org, for those of you who might want to listen uh, to that. And then those of you in the Greeley area, we welcome you to come and uh, be a part of New Year's Eve service. So a lot of things coming up. And also I want to encourage you to invite people out to Christmas Eve services. Um, did Pastor Jeff say we shouldn't have Christmas trees at Christmas? Um, I'm sorry, but I couldn't hear all that he was saying. No, I did not say you should not have a Christmas tree. There are those who say that you shouldn't have a Christmas tree because of Jeremiah chapter 10, but that's speaking of idol worshiping, and uh, we don't put up Christmas trees to, to, to worship the Christmas trees. We're not burning incense to them. So in, in the context, and, and again, Jeremiah chapter 10 is what some people will quote, and let me read it to you so you know what I'm talking about, uh, that... Uh, the customs of the peoples are futile, for one cuts a tree from the forest and the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They decorate it with silver and gold. And they fasten it with nails and hammers so it will not top or topple. So that sounds like a Christmas tree. Well, it, it was a tree that, that they were putting up and they were worshiping and, and burning incense and they were using it for idol worship. And, and we don't do that as Christians as we put up a Christmas tree. So that's what I was explaining. Hopefully that clears that up. And we have all open lines. So we're getting um, towards the end of the show, but love to have you call and to be able to, to do that and to ask any questions that you might have or prayer requests that you might have. Again, I would just encourage you, invite somebody out to Christmas Eve service and uh, many churches are having multiple services, just like we are, uh, to accommodate the crowds and uh, and just invite somebody. Uh, uh, invite them out to, to hear the Christmas story. Talk to them about the Christmas story. And in their busyness and stuff, what I pray to is that we would be ones that we would look to the Lord and that we would, as I was saying earlier in the show, um, just really especially Christmas Eve when the shopping's done and the baking's done and all this, and I know presents sometimes have to be wrapped, to be able to go to church and be able to just worship the Lord and celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Um, so uh love to be able to just encourage you in that way. 303-690-3000, got all open lines, text line 720336 0897, the text line, if you got any questions. One question came in um, that I was told to celebrate the feast in the Old Testament, including Hanukkah and not Christmas, um, and I'm a bit confused. So again, the questions of Christmas coming up. Uh, um, Hanukkah is not in uh, a feast in the Old Testament. Jesus mentions, I believe, in John chapter 8, the Feast of Lights that he was at. Uh, that is Hanukkah, but uh, Hanukkah came after the Old Testament uh, time. Malachi is the last of the Old Testament books. From Malachi to John the Baptist are what's called the silent years, 400 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament. 
And in that time, what happened was is that a Syrian king, Antiochus Epiphanes, came into Jerusalem about 165 B.C., about in that time frame, 170 B.C., and he um, went into the temple, he desecrated the temple, he killed many priests. Uh, Daniel speaks about and prophesies about that time that would come from Antiochus, and it happened historically, and uh, he, uh, you know, tried to take away the the practices of the Jewish uh, practices and feasts and and try to introduce paganism and all this. Well, Judas Maccabee and his brothers began a revolt, and after several several years, they drove out Antiochus and his soldiers, and so they cleansed the temple um, that was uh, desecrated. He also took uh, the blood of a pig and smeared it all over the temple, so they cleaned it all up, and they lit the menorah in the holy place, and as they did, they discovered that we only have one day supply of holy oil, and it takes eight days to make a new supply. So they prayed. They said, this isn't good. And God worked a miracle to where the, the lights continued for the eight days until they were able to make a new batch. And so that's what Hanukkah is about. And so, so that's what our Jewish friends celebrate this time of the year is Hanukkah and the lighting of those nine candles that they have. Uh, and so, you know, you can celebrate and look at the feast, but as a Christian, we're to look at those feasts as it points to Jesus. And, um, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> there are seders that are done uh, in churches, but it, it speaks of Jesus, our Passover lamb. Um, and I think that's the important thing. Uh, again, um, that uh, we can celebrate Christmas, as I've already explained, and give those verses to you. So, anyhow. 303-690-3000, the call-in number. We got a call from Amarillo, Amarillo Texas, Stephen, on line one. Hey, Stephen. Yes, sir. My question was related to the centurion that says, after the crucifixion, surely this man was the Son of God. Do you know of any other historical or uh, anecdotal stories about what happened to that centurion? No, there isn't. And but here's the interesting thing, Stephen, that centurions are mentioned four times in the New Testament. And every time that they are mentioned, they are mentioned in a positive light. The one that you just uh mentioned there at the crucifixion that looked up and said, Surely this one is the Son of God. The other centurion in the Gospels is the one who came to Jesus, remember? and said, my servant is sick, and just say the word, and he will be healed. And Jesus marveled at his faith. So that's the other centurion there in uh, Capernaum, that Jesus marveled at his faith. Jesus marveled at the faith of two individuals, and they were both Gentiles. Uh, the centurion and then the woman up, uh, the Gentile woman up in Tyre and Sidon. The third gen- uh, centurion, I'm going to try to remember, is Cornelius. Remember Cornelius in the book of Acts, that Peter went and he spoke. Yeah, he was the centurion. He's spoken of in a positive light, and where the church began to grow, the gospel goes to the Gentiles, would begin at Caesarea right there with Cornelius and his family. And then the fourth centurion was the one that helped Paul when Paul was on his way at the end of the book of Acts, on his way to Rome. So Every centurion that is mentioned in Scripture is mentioned in a positive light, and I find that to be interesting. So 
but we don't know about the one at the cross. There's there's nothing that I've read. Maybe there's some references or anything, but I don't know. So, Well, thank you so okay. much for your ministry. I listen every night. Good, Stephen. God bless you, and have a Merry Christmas. You too. Thank you, sir. All right. So good to hear from you guys from from Texas as you're listening, uh, Radio by Grace, as you are listening live as well. We're coming to the end of the show, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow at the same time. So hope you can call in and ask a question or give a prayer request. love to continue to minister to you uh, as winter officially starts tomorrow. And um, But the Lord is there. He's there with us in every season. And if you feel like spiritually you're going through winter, the Lord is going to work in your life. He loves you. Uh, we have Christmas we celebrate and the message given to us that God is with us, Emmanuel. He's with you today, and he loves you, and he wants to continue to minister to you, and his promises are true for you. So if it's winter time to you right now spiritually, I want you to know this, that spring's right around the corner. It'll be coming, and, and the Lord wants to work warmth within you, and he wants you to, to grow and have that season where there's growth. And, um, and just keep praying. Keep looking to him, and uh, he's going to show himself to be faithful to you and strong on your behalf and stuff. So uh, keep looking to Christ. Yeah, he has come. And so thank you, everyone, who is part of the show. God bless you. Be careful out there as you're shopping and doing everything else. And remember, invite somebody out to Christmas Eve service. Uh, Back here next time, uh, same time, with you on Calvary Live. Have a good evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.